The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Uh, this morning, barriers were going in place uh, along the quays down by the Customs House because there is a march due to take place and a demonstration due to take place from Parnell Square to the Customs House and a number of different uh, organisations and groups and community groups involved Trades Unions, the Irish Refugee Council, Immigrant Council of Ireland, um, Irish Congress of Trade Unions and the People Before Profit um, Party. Uh, Richard Boyd Barrett, of course, TD from People Before Profit. Is party the correct description? Alliance? What's the correct? Yeah, no, Alliance? we are a registered party, but I like to think we're distinct in that we're campaigners, we're activists. Uh, so we're not just electoralists. Uh, we we think movements of people power are the way to bring change. On that topic, the movement of the demonstration this morning, is it in? Is it focused on the refugee issue and the provision of a welcome to refugees or is it focused on the rise of the right? Both. Both. It, it, I mean, it is really, first of all, encouraging people to come out and send a clear message that the sort of hate being directed and the scapegoating and the stereotyping and indeed some of these protests being directed at asylum seekers and refugees and increasingly just people of colour or minorities is obnoxious and that we have to oppose this and resist it. Uh, um, But it's also about saying that we do need to address some of the real issues that are producing anger in our society, but not allow the far right to hijack those issues and turn them in a horrible, poisonous, divisive direction. Can I ask you about direction. that? Because that, that is, of course, a delicate balance to strike. It and is, it comes it in by texts all of the time when we talk about this. We get yeah. the texts that say, look, I am not a racist, but... So it is yeah. always that preface to say, I am concerned about a large influx of predominantly men into my area as yeah. refugees, or I'm not getting enough information about who these people are, or anything along those lines. Is there legitimacy to those concerns, do you think? I think there's legitimacy to concerns about the dire housing crisis that we have, about the state of our health service, about our public services, the cost of living. I think people... But to are, that point... Uh, I mean, I I think this notion of sort of unvetted males, for example, is a far right trope, which is I I, I don't see the justification for. I mean, we have millions of tourists come in to this country every year staying in hotels who are, quote, unvetted. Right. And uh, is there any reason to believe that uh, an asylum seeker is somehow more dangerous than, you know, an unvetted tourist? I mean, I just think it is a racist stereotyping. And to be honest, it is uh, very similar to the stereotypes. In fact, exactly the same. It's a carbon copy of the stereotypes that were used about the Irish in both the United States and Britain for decades. But that then goes to the next thing that, again, we tend to see a lot by text is, look, I have no problem and I'm paraphrasing because we do get a lot of this I have no problem with legitimate asylum seekers but what of those who are arriving either undocumented or who shouldn't be here in the first place and how do we know that that is being handled correctly? Is that also a far right trope? I, I, I mean, first of all, the, the process through which asylum seekers go through asylum applicants is, a, is a, an extreme form of vetting. 
Uh, and you think about the conditions that people who uh, sought asylum over recent decades in the direct provision system. It was a horrible system and it was all about vetting. And it was actually deeply inhumane with families and children living in appalling conditions for years. So I think it's just not accurate to say these people are not vetted. They're one of the most vetted groups of people you could possibly imagine, often in very, very inhumane uh, conditions. And I also think that it's t- to suggest that human beings who are seeking a better life are somehow a threat. Uh, I just think, you know, first of all, it's it's failing to remember our own history. I mean, when the Irish went to the United States or Britain, we were poor. Uh, we were often scapegoated and all sorts of stereotypes. But actually, the Irish hugely contributed to the societies they went to. And but similarly, see, doesn't that go those to, people coming to indeed, this country, I just think it's important. But that goes to a crux of part of the issue where what, what people will say, what some of people will say is, look, that's economic migration. Economic migration is a very different thing to asylum seeking and the two shouldn't be mushed together. Yeah, I mean, look, first of all, if you look at the places that people are coming from, overwhelmingly, obviously Ukraine, it's a horrendous situation. I mean, if you were there, I think you might think about getting the hell out of there and looking. So that's that's the vast bulk of the people who've come here. But also some of the other big countries where we're seeing people are places like Syria, which has been utterly destroyed, utterly destroyed. I mean, look at the situation there. Uh, or Eritrea, you know, Ethiopia, uh, Somalia. These are places, you know, uh, Libya, these are places that have been utterly devastated. So, uh, I, and then you look at places like Georgia, there's been a lot of talk about why other Georgians have, uh, you know, there's quite a lot of persecution of LGBT people, for example, in Georgia. I suspect, now I don't have absolute evidence for this, but I also, when they say uh, people of fighting age, if I was in Ukraine or if I was in Georgia or Russia, which is nearby, remember a lot of people didn't want to fight in the war. A lot of Russians have fled Russia because they don't want to fight. Now, I sympathise with those people that don't want to fight in this war, do do not want to be blown to pieces. I mean, you think about how many people in the United States fled the United States during the Vietnam War to Canada and other places but in the world because they the didn't want to fight in Vietnam. the logical extension of your position therefore, Richard, that anybody seeking a better life should be allowed to come to Ireland. I'm not saying that that's, that's not the case, but is that what you're saying, that economic migration and asylum seeking should be seen as the same thing we should cast our no, borders I'm not. I'm not saying, I mean, they are different processes, right? But I think everybody deserves a fair process and I don't think they should be prejudged and the problem is that the far right are whipping up hysteria I mean there was outrageous leaflets being put around by the far right saying lock up your children lock up your daughters I mean, well, let, let me give you a text because I think it, it gives you a case in point of the, because this is representative uh, I'm representative of the kind of text that we get Richard Boyd Barrett isn't reading the mood of the country. No problem with helping Ukrainian people here, but I'm sick quotes of the freeloaders coming in with no documentation from countries not in conflict and getting everything at the expense of the hardworking Irish population. And it doesn't make me far right to say that. Does it? No, I I would distinguish between people who are, if you like, far-right ideologues who are whipping this stuff up and putting out misinformation and creating hysteria and fear, and then ordinary people who may have concerns, if you like, 
But I would ask them to consider, first of all, where some of this information and hysteria is coming from and some of the things that are being said about asylum seekers and uh, uh, protection applicants, international protection applicants, to just look at where this is coming from. I mean, when you see people like Tommy Robinson coming over here and being greeted, I mean, this guy is absolutely obnoxious. He's an out-and-out fascist, you know, and I don't use words like fascist lightly. He is an out-and-out fascist and he's liaising with some of these groups who've organised these demonstrations. I would ask people to seriously consider where this information uh, is coming from, but I would also ask people to consider, I mean, look at our health service at the moment. I mean, it would fall apart uh, without people. Look how many of the Ukrainians are already working. Tens of thousands are actually contributing to our society. And and one of the problems, if I can say this, one of the problems with uh, asylum applicants was for years they weren't allowed work. We campaigned that they should be allowed to work. They wanted to contribute and instead they were holed up in these appalling conditions given the pittance uh, to live on when they actually could have contributed to our society. Explain then in your view what's motivating the far right actors that you believe are fermenting this. I mean, I think, the, listen, the far right are absolute, you know, I mean, these are dangerous people uh, and their ideas are purely driven by hate, racism, and it's the stuff that the Irish were victims of in Britain. Uh, we've seen it in many parts of Europe. And, you know, we know what fascism did in the 1930s. And many of these people explicitly identify with, with the fascist movements of the 1930s, right? The, so this but to is, what end, do you think? I mean, they, they believe in things like race theory, right? They actually believe that we should get back to pure notions of of uh, racial identity, right? I mean, when you think about the Irish people, we are a hybrid race. We are a wave after wave of immigration into this country created Ireland, uh, whether it's Vikings, Celts, Normans, people from North Africa and so on. So uh, I just think it's, 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 it's failing to remember our own history, both of emigration and indeed how, you know, the Irish people came to being to, to get into that obnoxious thinking. But what I would say is if people are, and they're right to be, angry and concerned about the housing crisis, about the state of our public services and all that, then let's build a movement to demand those things for everybody. And that's what the demonstration is saying. Every human being deserves a place to live that is secure and affordable. Let's fight for a decent health service. Let's fight for decent public service for real action on the uh, on the cost of living crisis. I mean, it's, you know, it's energy, it's profiteering energy companies and vulture funds who are responsible for the problems okay, but in let our let society. Let us come back to the not, issue that we're facing today, the, in terms of the, the refugees and the the demonstration. Do you expect, because one of the things that is notable in the way the demonstration is being described is the, the, the term family friendly is being used a lot. Do you think that this is going to, not today necessarily, but are we going to see more and more flashpoints between the people that you would represent and the far right over this issue? I mean, I hope not. I mean, because I, I think that part of what the point of today's demonstration is, but also the far right have somewhat revealed themselves over the last week or two. You know, that people who pretended they were concerned for communities that were genuinely neglected, uh, 
but actually their concern is not. They're not actually, these far-right actors are not leading an actual fight to improve services in areas, to, to get resources into areas, to get more housing. That's not what they're doing. They're simply scapegoating uh, a pretty vulnerable minority who have come here seeking asylum or just have migrated into the country. So they're not offering anything. And I, I hope that they are revealing themselves, but I think it is critically important that we build a, an active movement that says don't go down that road because it is a road of division, it is a road of hate, is is okay, not but let a me road go back that to lead us Let me give you good. one more text because again it, it treads that line between what is is um fascism and, and bigotry and, and what is concern. Text saying when the Irish emigrated they did so out of poverty. They had a few pounds in their passports. They worked and they contributed to the United States as case in point. If you choose to come here you are welcome. Get your PPS number and work. Not join the housing list and get means tested social welfare. The Irish wouldn't get it if they emigrated to any other country. That's sort of on that fault line isn't it? That sense of that in some way people coming here are taking from us. Yeah, well, first of all, the, for example, the, the the bulk of temporary refugees that have come into this country are Ukrainians. They can't go on a housing list. So, you know, it's just not the case. And remember, I mean, the thing that I spend most of my time fighting on is on the issue of housing, right? And that housing crisis has long predated the significant increase in asylum seekers and refugees coming into this country. And it has been down, in my opinion, and I think in the opinion of a lot of people who will be on that protest today, we've got housing, all, all the housing advocacy groups, the anti-poverty groups, saying that the failure of the government to build public and affordable housing, the fact that they haven't protected tenants' rights, the fact that they failed to do anything about the tens of thousands of empty and vacant properties very often being sat on by speculators, uh, by vulture funds, most of whom are Irish, you know, they're not refugees or asylum seekers, that these are the things we need to address the housing crisis. Uh, so it, it, I just think it is, it, it, it's unfair and it's inaccurate to say that asylum seekers or migrants are actually in any way responsible for those uh, problems. These are problems that can be solved and they long predate uh, refugees and asylum seekers coming here in any numbers. So let's get active on those things. Let's push the government on those things, not scapegoat uh, people coming to this country. I'm conscious you you probably have to get your skates on and head in the direction of the demonstration because it's kicking, it's 1.30 the walk starts. 1.30, from Parnell Square Square, and then we'll be making our way down to Custom House which is the Department of Housing precisely to make that point. A sentence I never thought I'd say to you on air. Yeah. I believe Maverick Sabre and Christy Moore will be playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> d- yeah, we've a great... It's not often you have a set list of these things, Richard. No, not no it's, we've a great lineup, but I think it's in, it, it's indicative of, if you like, how widespread the feeling is that we have to stand up against uh, this stuff. Um, that it will lead us nowhere. That it is not really what Ireland is about. Uh, the sort of horrible scenes we've seen of people screaming, get out outside uh, hostels with asylum seekers. Uh, but it is also, as we were saying, we're stronger together. United we stand, divided we fall. If if people want to address those big crises that do exist, let's build a movement to do those things. And that's why all those fantastic artists and different organisations have got involved in this. That is the People Before Profit TD, Richard Boyd Barrett. And again, that demonstration is starting in Parnell Square at one thirty, and then making its way to the Customs House. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.